Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome into the On Three Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is the Inside Scoop, and we are back from Thanksgiving break, ready to get after it today. We got a very special show. We're going to cover all the major recruiting developments from over the weekend, and we're going to set the table for what should be a wild three-week run to the early signing period. We are live here on this beautiful Monday morning. So, as always. Let me know where you are watching from. Literally, where are you? You Traveling back from grandma's house? Are you in the drop-off line at school? Are you watching from work? Let me know. Comment section below. As always, my preference, it's that you're at work. On the clock. You should be getting paid to watch the Inside Scoop. So as always, clock in, lock in. Let's get the show started. We're going to take a look at the current top 10 recruiting rankings. UGA sitting there at number one. They haven't dropped a spot. Two is Ohio State. FSU moved into that three spot about a week ago. They're not moving. Florida at four. Bama at five. Oregon up to six. Texas at seven. Then you got Oklahoma there at eight. Hanging on tightly to a spot in the top ten. You got Notre Dame and Texas A&M. So if you're a team that's hoping to move up in these rankings, how do you plan on doing that? You think you're going to just get some uncommitted recruit? You better be in a position for a big flip because – Here's what remains uncommitted in the top 50. Just two prospects. Jordan Seaton, a five-star at number 16 overall, and cornerback Kobe Black, a four-star at number 42 overall. That's it. Those are the uncommitted top 50 players. Now, Kobe Black, he's going to make a decision in two days, and he's going to Texas. You don't believe me? Go debate Jerry Hamilton on that. I don't have time today. I got Kobe Black trending heavily to the Longhorns. So that really leaves one prospect 
in the top 50 that's still available. So let's talk about Jordan Seaton. And I'm going to need your guys' help on this one. You guys are the real recruiting experts. So let me know, comment section below, where we lean in right now. Tennessee, Oregon, Ohio State, Alabama, Colorado, Maryland, or the Florida Gators? Let me know, where we lean in. Who do you guys think also needs an offensive tackle the most? I'm joking. That's a rhetorical question. Everybody needs an offensive tackle. And this recruitment is going to get crazy over the course of the next few weeks. Actually, I spoke to Jordan Seaton last night. He told me that he's laying low. He's trying to stay off the internet, like all, like we all say that. But he might actually be getting to a point where he shuts things down to kind of try to evaluate and talk things over with his family. He told me he doesn't know if he's going to take any more visits. But the one visit I'd watch him take is to Ohio State. We'll see if the Buckeyes can get him to campus for a December visit. Or do you think a surprise visit to one of these other programs is possible? I don't know. When Jordan Seaton says he might be shutting it down. Let me know. Comment section below. But today's show, it's packed. So we're going to go to Ann Arbor because we got to find out what went on when Bryce Underwood's visit to Michigan. And is it something that should worry LSU fans? We got Auburn flip news. Even after losing to Alabama this weekend, the Tigers are still on the prowl. But we start the show with the news on Jeremiah Smith. The five-star wide receiver made a yet another visit to see Florida. Director of recruiting at On3, Chad Simmons, joins the show for the latest. We got some intel on a potential five-star flip. Okay, let's get to it. Start the show. Five-star Ohio State wide receiver commit Jeremiah Smith was in the swamp watching Florida State beat Florida on Saturday night. Now, both UF and FSU are working very hard to flip Jeremiah Smith from his commitment to the Buckeyes. So in this video, we're going to break it all down with director of recruiting Chad Simmons. What's going on with this recruitment? And is he a flip possibility to one of the in-state Florida schools we're going to find out but before we do smash that subscribe button for me to the on three recruits channel we are bringing the juice from now all the way to signing day so make sure you are subscribed with us all right let's bring on director of recruiting Chad Simmons and Chad let's talk Jeremiah Smith he's been committed to Ohio State since December 14 of 2022 now let's talk about what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks do you think that Jeremiah Smith is really open to these teams, or is he just playing out his recruitment and taking advantage of the perks? You know, I, Josh, I think really he's he's taking the professional approach and, and just listening, just kind of taking everything in, every pitch from every coaching staff, soaking in. I think the game day environment is kind of picturing himself, uh, whether it be a Florida, Florida State, wherever he's at that weekend, uh, to see maybe how he could fit in potentially at that program. Yes, I mean, when you're a five-star kid, a five-star plus receiver like Jeremiah Smith, you definitely can benefit from the perks of being at that status. But, you know, for me, I think he's truly just soaking it in and making sure he's making the right decision for him and his family. Okay, so, well, then what does Ohio State need to do down the stretch to keep him committed? And conversely, what can UF, FSU, and Miami do down the stretch to try to flip him? Ohio State just has to keep being Ohio State. Obviously a tough loss to Michigan for the third year in a row um, over the weekend. But Ohio State, he chose them because of one thing, wide receiver production. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be wide receiver one in the NFL draft in the next three or four years. And I think that's why he trusts 
Brian Hartline the most and Ohio State to develop him and get him to that level. Yes, he wants to go play great competition, win championships, compete for, you know, conference national titles for sure. But his ultimate goal, like most in this recruiting class, is to be NFL one day playing on Sundays. And I think he chose Ohio State for that reason in their player development. Now, with the other side, Florida, Florida State, Miami, three in-state schools. They just want to keep putting a little bit of doubt in his mind about why they could be the better fit than Ohio State. Hey, come be this guy. The easier path to playing time could be here in Gainesville, in Tallahassee, in Coral Gables. You can stay home. You can represent your home state school. Hey, don't forget about the warm weather down here in Florida. <laughs> used to playing in Hollywood, Florida, Chaminade, Madonna, not going to the Big Ten, playing in cold weather, training in the all season where it's 20 degrees. And they're, they're trying to put all these little things in his mind to him, his father, his camp, to give a little bit of doubt about why they could be the better school. So FSU, Florida, Miami will keep grinding all the way up until December 20th to kind of put a little bit of doubt and keep their teams in the mix. Yeah, and Jeremiah Smith, he has remained committed to Ohio State. That has not changed over the course of the last year. But Chad, as we sit here about three weeks away from the early signing day, which in-state Florida school sits in the best position to flip Jeremiah Smith? I still lean Florida State. We know he was at Florida this past weekend. He sees the opportunity at Florida for sure. He talks to Billy Gonzalez, of course, quarterback Florida commit, uh, DJ Lagway. They have a relationship. But I still like Florida State as far as in the best position to get him away from Ohio State. Mike Norvell has taken this one on personally. Uh, he's making Jeremiah Smith feel like he can be that next guy uh, and replace, you know, Keon Coleman. Uh, at Florida State. The opening is there next year for a guy to step in. They have the OV still coming up uh, in December. They had him on campus a couple of times. And I still like where Florida State is um, the most as far as talking in-state schools and the biggest or best chance to flip him away from Ohio State. Mm. All right. You kind of mentioned it there. Official visit to Florida State. What what remains left for Jeremiah Smith down the stretch? Because we only we know there's only a couple weekends remaining. Does he have any more visits locked in? He does not. You know, obviously coming off this trip to the swamp, he mentioned there's a possibility he goes back to Florida uh, for an official visit. Of course, Miami's right in his backyard. An easy right. trip to Coral Gables if you want to take a midweek trip, a weekend trip. Uh, before the dead period kicks in in a few weeks. But uh, right now, the only thing locked in 100% is that OV to Florida State the weekend of December 8th. You know, could things change? Could things be added? Yes. But right now, the only trip he has locked in is to Florida State. Do you think the Buckeyes need to get him back on campus in Columbus to kind of lock this recruitment down? I don't think so. I mean, he's been there uh, multiple times, probably somewhere over half a dozen times throughout his recruitment. Uh, he's been to games. He's been on an official visit. You know, he's been there for junior day type things, spring practices. So he knows what Ohio State is about. And going back to what I said earlier, he chose Ohio State for that reason. That's player development, Brian Hartline and his resume and track record. So I think he's seen everything he has to see. Uh, at Ohio State, just them staying consistent in communication. Uh, and again, just telling him day after day why they're the right school for him. That, that's all they have to do, all, really all they can do to try to hold on to Jeremiah. All right. Well, there you have it. It's going to be a busy couple weeks for Jeremiah Smith, the five-star wide receiver, the number one wide receiver in America committed to Ohio State. But 
coming out of the swamp on Saturday night. There's some rumors swirling that maybe one of these in-state schools could still flip him. Chad Simmons, thanks for setting the table on this Jeremiah Smith recruitment. Big House was jumping on Saturday as Michigan took down rival Ohio State. But before the game, all eyes were on the sidelines to see if number one quarterback Bryce Underwood would show up. He did. And in this video, we're going to find out if this visit can change the momentum of his recruitment away from LSU. Also, top 100 wide receiver was in Ann Arbor, and there's a few new recruiting predictions in Michigan's favor. But first, Michigan fans, subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're growing this page. we got a lot of exciting stuff between now and National Signing Day. So hit subscribe for me, please. All right, let's bring on Zach Libby of the Wolverine. Zach, we're going to get to Underwood here in a second. But first, top 100 wide receiver Gatlin Bear was one of the recruits that walked out of the tunnel on Saturday. Now, he's committed to Boise State, but what are you hearing on Michigan's flip chances with him? Yeah, like you said, he's committed to Boise State, but he returned to Ann Arbor for a second time this year. He was with family and his head coach. Um, Ron Bellamy, Michigan's wide receivers coach, was with Bear in his inner circle throughout the visit. Um, during the during pregame, you could see Bear conversing with all the 2024 commits, plus including top 100 quarterback Jane Davis. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously with everything happening with Boise State and the firing of its head coach, um, Michigan's making a really uh, increased push for Bear, who's been called, you know, the fastest man in pads. But the message coming out of the visit was that he's really wanted and he's going to take some time to think about his options. Obviously, the firing opened the door for Michigan to potentially flip him. Um, Oregon State is also making as strong a push for Bear as Michigan is. But um, I think the, the, the visit on Saturday really showcased what could be provided at Michigan, including, you know, Colson Loveland and Idaho connection, um, the strength and conditioning program, familiarity of uh, in comfort of Ann Arbor, which is, has been comparable to his hometown in Idaho. So he's going to take some time to mull things over with his mission trip coming up soon next month. But yeah. um, again, I think Michigan really put itself in a position to be in contention for a flip. Yeah, sounds like it was a good game for him to be at. Now, let's talk about somebody that was at a good game, and that's number one quarterback Bryce Underwood, the top QB and the number one overall player in the 2025 class, the pride of Belleville, Michigan. He showed up on Saturday, and it was a huge visit considering LSU is trending heavily on the recruiting prediction machine. So, Zach, how big was this visit for Michigan's chances as we're about, what, less than six weeks away from his announcement? It's huge. Um, like you said, LSU has gained monumental momentum um, mm -hmm. this fall um, during after that game day visit in October. Um, despite Michigan getting the, uh, a quarterback commitment in the 2025 recruiting class earlier this month in Carter Smith, who's in the on 300, you know, Michigan has has not uh, waved the white flag for the player who's 30 minutes away from Ann Arbor. Um, Kirk Campbell is still in communication with Underwood and his family. Um, Underwood as we mentioned, did return for his first game day visit since October of last year and his first time ever in Ann Arbor uh, since late July for the barbecue at the big house. So yeah. with less than 40 days, like a little more than 40 days before his expected commitment date on January 6th, potentially getting that last game day, getting that last visit um, uh, is huge for Michigan. Just for him to see what it's like to play um, in an atmosphere like the big house when Ohio State comes to town, allowing him to be with the other commits, 
obviously Jaden Davis was there too. So getting to speak with him, um, getting to speak with Kirk Campbell in person again, um, seeing what it's seeing what the offense is like under Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, having having the availability to get there too, because obviously um, Belleville State Championship game uh, it, it takes place the day after the the Ohio State game. So having practice get moved around for him to be there pregame and then stick for the first half was big. So, um, yeah, and, you know, just letting him monitor J.J. McCarthy in person, mm -hmm. allowing him to monitor a more balanced offense. You know, I think there's – there's it indicates that there's still interest in Michigan. And Michigan, you know, we'll see what ha what transpires and what's the effect of it of, you know, as they battle LSU. Yeah, so what do you think? What do you tell Michigan fans? Was this a little too little too late? Or do you think Michigan has a real shot at landing Underwood now? I still, I mean, I haven't put in a prediction yet for LSU. But if I were to, I would probably put in one for the Tigers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Jane Daniels' uh, season this year has really opened the eyes of Underwood. Um, you know, the atmosphere of Baton Rouge, you know, you know we, we all saw him during that October visit, you know, having a great time. Um, he's always had a interest of playing in a conference like the SEC, you know, going back to his freshman year. Um, but I think, you know, just to the overall feeling right now is that, you know, Michigan isn't just completely out of it. You know, we're still going to keep talking about Bryce Underwood and keep talking about Michigan yeah. potentially keeping him home. But as of right now, I think the on three recruiting prediction machine is accurate mm -hmm. with two predictions right now. And if I had to pick one, it would be the Tigers. Okay, well, today is not signing day, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what transpires between Michigan and Underwood over the next 40 to 50 days or so. So uh, I teased it at the top, though. New predictions. So, Zach, who are you predicting to end up that signs with Michigan? Rivalry season is here, and you better have your tickets. There's still some great games left in the season, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season ends. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your favorite team's biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time has tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute tickets. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all sports and even concert events. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So yeah, uh, the Wolverine has placed five on three recruiting predictions um, for five visitors who were at the game on Saturday. Uh, first one is on 300 cornerback Alex Graham from IMG Academy. He's originally from Detroit and is a legacy of the school. Um, his mother uh, graduated from Michigan, mm -hmm. has made eight trips total. Um, this was his first ga game day visit of the year, so this was big. 
Um, the other one on 300 in-state offensive lineman Avery Gash. Uh, he, this was actually his third game day visit of the season for Ohio State. Um, you know, Sharon Moore, who's the interim head coach, is making Gash a major priority next cycle. Um, you know, Michigan clearly has gotten a big lead for him, um, even though Ohio State, Penn State, Georgia, and others are making as strong of a push. Um, but he's building a really good bond with the other 2025 offensive line targets. And so as well with the 2024 commits at the offensive line position. Mm -hmm. um, third one is tight end Eli Owens from Tennessee. He actually comes from an organization like a year-round training academy called National Players Academy, who's produced Junior Colson um, and Mason Curtis, who's in the 2024 recruiting class. He's made six visits to Michigan, two of them being game day visits this month alone. So there's really strong familiarity. Um, tight ends coach Grant Newsom is um, – the way he's been recruiting next cycle, he wants an, it's clear that there's a need for an H back and Eli Owens fits that bill. Um, the fourth is four star defensive lineman, Jalen Williams out of Chicagoland, um, an area that Michigan has landed at least one commit in every cycle cycle since 2000, uh, 2020, 2019. Um, and you know, it's a very, it's a, it's an, it's a area of Michigan has had a lot of success with. With Williams, though, um, this is his second visit to Michigan since July. Um, he texted us right after the game saying mm -hmm. it's, a, you know, quote, it's a great day to be a Michigan Wolverine. Um, pass rush specialist Dylan Roney and defensive line coach Mike Elson are, make, are uh, leading the way in the recruitment. And, you know, seeing the production that guys like Chris Jenkins and Mason Graham had against the Buckeyes on Saturday, I think that really moved the needle. And then the final one is... Marcus Wemberly out of Arkansas. He is a 2025 commit for the Razorbacks at safety. Um, he actually drove the 13 hours there and back to Ann Arbor wow. to see the game. And it was his first time ever there. Um, he was originally supposed to be there for the barbecue at the big house in July, but committed to the home state school uh, just beforehand. But, you know, safety's coach Jay Harbaugh is making a really big push and their relationship is really strong. They got to be with each other, plus uh, Wemberly's family on campus. So, I think that was made a big impact in how Michigan is viewed in that recruitment. Mm. Well, it was a huge weekend with Bryce Underwood on campus, new predictions coming in and a potential flip of Gatlin bear. We'll see what happens. It's going to be an exciting week over on the Wolverine. If you guys want more action, that's where it's at. But today, thank you, Zach Libby for stopping by the inside scoop. Thanks. Appreciate it, Josh. Thanks. Alabama game went down as another instant classic. If you got to witness this one in person, it was one of those games that you will always remember. And there were a lot of Auburn recruiting targets in the stands for this one. I'm going to bring on Auburn recruiting expert Jeffrey Lee to talk about the impact that that game will have on Auburn recruiting as we are just under a month until signing day. So we're going to go behind the scenes of this wild matchup. We'll hit on Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, and more. But first, Auburn fans, we're going to get going, but hit subscribe for me. The On3 Recruits channel is bumping, and we're going to have it all on the run-up to signing day, so make sure you're subscribed. All right, Jeffrey Lee from Auburn Live. Jeffrey, let's start with the Alabama wide receiver commitment, five-star Ryan Williams. This, this had to be a crazy experience for him. And so what's the latest? coming out of Auburn for with their chances to flip the five-star wide receiver. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny for Ryan last, uh, or Saturday night after the iron bowl. And my first question was, you know, who, who, who are you pulling for? Yeah. Uh, but he, he's such a good guy. He's such a great kid. And, um, you know, he handled it, the interviews well, 
said all the right things if you're an Alabama fan, heck, said all the right things if you're an Auburn fan trying to flip him. Um, so it's uh, there's some quiet optimism, some quiet confidence at Auburn that they can flip this guy. And I know Alabama feels strongly that, you know, he's he's locked in, but he's been to Auburn several times this year. And, and it's not just coming up for the game and leaving. This guy's coming up on Friday nights and Saturday mornings, and he's staying all day. He's attending the games. He's spending the night. He's meeting with the coaches on Sunday. It's like an official visit every time he comes. Now, Hugh Freeze has got his claws in this kid, man. He wants Ryan Williams just as badly as he wants Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson and Malcolm Simmons and Bryce Kane. So uh, there, there is some quiet confidence at Auburn that it can get done. And the good thing is, or, or at least for Auburn, is he's thinking about reclassifying and, mm-hmm. you know, selling a kid in the 2024 class for early playing time will be a lot easier than selling a kid in 2025 class. So Auburn is hoping he reclassifies. And, and if so, they – feel like they got a really good shot to flip him. Man, crazy. A five-star flip is is possibly right there in the making. Now let's talk about another one. Five-star Cam Coleman. He's committed to Texas A&M, but he's been out on the planes about a baker's dozen times this cycle. So sure. we've had him on flip watch for, I'd say, maybe the last two or three trips to, to Auburn. How is Auburn looking coming out of this one? Very good. Uh, okay. Very good. Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, both. They spent a lot of time with Perry Thompson Saturday night in mm-hmm. Auburn. You know, Perry Thompson's the five-star that Auburn already has flipped from Alabama. Uh, so those three guys have talked about playing together and how much it would benefit the others, you know, for to, to have, you know, two other guys on the field like, uh, like well, in Cam's case, Perry Thompson and Ryan Williams, um, being able to – not being able to double any, any of them. Um, or if it was, it would be open up, you know, <clears throat> options for the other. So – Cam Coleman, you know, he, he doesn't want to make a decision whether he sticks with A&M, whether he flips to Auburn or Florida State or anybody else. He doesn't want to do that until his team has finished the season. Mm-hmm. Central, of course, is playing Thompson for the 7A state championship in a week. So things will, I really think things will start heating up once that season is over. Um, but, you know, Auburn, I talk about quiet confidence with Ryan Williams. I would say the same about Cam, except it's probably a little bit more. You know, Cam Coleman has been to Auburn several times. I think I've counted at least eight since October 21st, so eight in the past five weeks. Um, and, you know, the relationships there with Hugh Freeze, with Marcus Davis, uh, have, are, be, are, are very, very important. And, of course, A&M without a job, without a head coach right now, uh, playing a factor as well. So I, I think Auburn – Feels a little bit better about Cam Coleman than they do Ryan Williams, but they again they they feel pretty good about Ryan Williams. <laughs> All right, let's switch it over to the offensive line. Offensive tackle favor Edwin. He's been trending to Auburn now for a couple weeks. He's six foot eight, two hundred ninety pounds, out of the state of Georgia. So when is his recruitment going to come to an end? Are we closing in on a decision for favor Edwin? Yes. In a word, yes. And I talked to Favor after the game Saturday night, and he had hoped to take a, an official visit to Clemson the week prior. That got pushed back to December. I think he's got a couple of, of official visits in December scheduled to Alabama, mm-hmm. to Clemson, but he's not going to wait any longer. He's ready to get this done. Uh, Florida, believe it or not, is making a big push for Favor. Alabama, Clemson's still in it, but Auburn's been in the driver's seat since uh, a mid midseason visit. And I really feel like they are the overwhelming favorite to land favor 
uh, pretty soon. And he said, he said Saturday night that in the next couple of days, he doesn't have a date set. Wow. He's not going to make a big announcement. Hey, I'm going to announce this and this. Mm-hmm. He's just going to release his commitment. And I, I think I, I'm on high alert as far as Edwin goes. I think it could be any day now. I would be absolutely floored if, uh, if he hasn't announced by, you know, Friday afternoon. Oh, man. Auburn fans, turn on those Hayes Fawcett notifications because the commitment could be coming soon. Now, if you feel good about favor Edwin, uh, then how do you feel about Cohen Eccles? Now, he's committed to A&M. We know he was on campus as well. Do you feel confident that Auburn can land both of them? Confident that Auburn can land both? Yes, I, I do. More so with favor than Cohen. Cohen is, is okay. a is a Texas kid. He he's actually an A and M legacy, if I'm not mistaken. I think his father went to A and M, uh, but the uh, the tur- turmoil there in A and A and M is certainly playing in Auburn's favor. Auburn has not stopped recruiting this kid, and that means a lot to these guys who commit early. And uh, same same with Cam Coleman. I mean, you know, Florida State and Auburn was the only two schools not to, not to stop recruiting Cam. And Auburn was the uh, one of the – I think Missouri was also in there, but Auburn and Missouri were like the only two schools to, mm-hmm. to not stop recruiting Cohen. So getting him back on campus, he had an official visit in June, but he had never seen the game day atmosphere at Auburn. And Saturday night was as good as it gets. And he was there. Uh, Walker White, the, the quarterback commitment, was was working on him. All the other commitments were working on Cohen Eccles. They really want this kid in the class. They think – Auburn thinks this guy is an interior offensive lineman who would be in, uh, in, an immediate – help along that offensive front. So, uh, uh, Cohen Eccles, he declined to comment, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is not unheard of. I mean, Jamonte Waller did the same thing two, two games prior before Very he flipped true. his commitment to Auburn. So maybe that's a good thing, but again, quite confidence in Auburn that, uh, they can flip Cohen Eccles and, uh, hopefully get it done soon. All right, a bonus flip target for Auburn fans. And we know if Hugh Freeze is going to rebuild this thing, it's got to be through the trenches, especially on the offensive line. And one of the names that stood out to me that was on campus was Georgia commitment, five-star offensive lineman Micah DuBose, one of the top offensive linemen in America, the number one interior offensive lineman in the country. And what are you hearing coming out of this? Does Auburn have a foot in the door here? Absolutely. And, and Michael's the Michael. Michael will be the first one to tell you that. Uh, okay. I was surprised. I've talked to him the past two weekends. He was at the New Mexico State game. You know, he was one of the recruits that came out after the New Mexico State loss, the twenty-one point loss to, to New Mexico State. And he was like, "It doesn't bother me at all." You know, I, I I know that's an anomaly. This is not where this program is headed. This program is headed in the right direction. Said all the right things, and then he said, "And I'll be back next next week." And he did. He came back for the Iron Bowl, and he walked out, and he's going, "Man, this this place is amazing." Hmm. And I said, "You know, does Auburn have a chance to flip you?" And he said, "Absolutely." Uh, not only that, but they have a sixty to seventy percent chance of flipping me. Uh, they're pushing hard for me. I love it here. I could play early here. Uh, certainly, uh, <clears throat> certainly one to watch, Josh. That's uh, it was real. I was really taken aback by somebody being so forward. Uh, Mm -hmm. about where his recruitment stands and where his commitment stands with Georgia. All right. Well, there you have it. Potential flips, Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, Cohen Eccles. I mean, we'll see. Could be an exciting run to signing day for Auburn fans. Jeffrey Lee of Auburn Live, thanks for stopping by the Inside Scoop today. Uh, Absolutely, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. 
Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 